Um, welcome to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Um, today, uh, we have a special guest with us uh, to talk trap and counter. Um, coach um, Mike Morrissey. Coach Mike Morrissey is the head football coach at Moline High School. Uh, coach, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. No problem, Coach. Um, and as I was telling him before we came on screen, he has a presentation for us on Belly and Lead on this channel as well. Um, now, whether it's out before or after this, I'm not 100% sure because I'm not looking at my schedule for this exact second. <laughs> um, my guess is it's roughly the same time. Um, but again, if it's not on as you look, if it's not, it'll be in the link of this um, podcast if it's already out. If it's not, check back in like a week or two. It'll be on. Um, to, and it, it's some really good stuff on Belly and Lead. Um, Nick is trying so hard. He's got like six monitors going on on his school desk. <laughs> so whenever he's not teaching, he's out here editing two at a time, man. Oh, it's, a busy, it's a busy guy. Uh, it's a busy guy, uh, that's no, for sure. I, I've been getting a lot of work stuff done lately before you try to throw me out of the bus. <laughs> I'm, I was teaching my, especially today, I was teaching my butt off. I mean, talking about payday loans and prepping for their tests. Thank you very much. The <laughs> life, of, the life, of life the lessons, teacher. baby. That's it. Yeah, just oh god, not. I, I feel like I'm getting thrown under the bus here. I'm gonna get called in my principal's <laughs> office at this point. I, and I was gonna ask how Mike Derry was doing here in a second, but now I just don't care. Like, <laughs> fair enough, man. Um. So before, but before we get started on trap encounter, I, I, I mean, you talked a little bit about this, and I know once I told Mike Derry about it, he got extremely fascinated by the fact that Kurt Warner, when you were a head coach in Arizona, correct? Yeah, um, that's right. Was your offensive coordinator. So, Mike Derry, right. this now next segment is now yours. Here you go. Well, I mean, I know it's your program, so there's no intimidation factor ever. But how would you, how did you mold like an NFL quarterback to fit what you kind of wanted to do? Uh, honestly, we, we just kind of sat down and talked together about it. You know, we looked, we evaluate the kids, we evaluate what our strengths and weaknesses were, uh, you know, from the top to bottom all the way through the program. And, and ultimately, we decided on a system that was going to work best. Uh, for us to try to be successful and you know I think we had a lot of fun doing it we kind of we kind of identified some of the smarter players that we had and tried to move them around and, and use them in different ways as best we could just like you would any any offense that you're trying to build and create and um, you know, I, I think we blended a lot of the things, a lot of our, our, our run game that I'd been used to, and then a lot of his passing game and uh, terminology we blended as well. And uh, you know, Kurt Kurt is a, a phenomenal guy. You know, I think he, that that's probably well known and everything else, but people don't realize just just how good of a man he is and, and how committed he is to the kids and uh, to see them be successful. So um, we had a lot of fun doing it. You know, we we had a team that was. Uh, one and five the year before we got there, we went six and or one and nine. I'm sorry, we went six and five and lost the first round playoff game. But um, I mean, it was a blast. You know, we we had a lot of fun. And fortunately, he's still somebody that I can pick his brain. Uh, you know, on a week to week basis and, and all the time. I talked to him actually a little bit earlier. We were just texting back and forth about some things. And uh, so he he's a great reference and uh, obviously an incredible football mind. Just an unbelievable football mind. Sure, man. I think one of my favorite things about him, and we can kind of go into this, anything that you've kind of learned from him, and you have to, I, mean, I think he's one of the best Twitter teachers. Oh, my gosh. Seen, man. Just some of them, some of the stuff I've, I've seen him do on Twitter, yeah. uh, I've just been fascinated by. So how, how did you guys, I mean, how, how good is that in person? And there's any kind of tactics that you both have done that could help this podcast out a little bit? You know, honestly, he's just starting uh, that it's called QB Confidential. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, it's, it's a Twitter page that he just started. And it's basically for quarterbacks, coaches. Uh, you know, he breaks down a lot of NFL film and does those types of things. And he does different chalkboard segments on that. Uh, you know, we had him. We're very fortunate that he sat down with our kids in the summer and did a Zoom meeting uh, with our quarterbacks and our, our receivers just to talk about you know, the little things, you know, the, the little nuances for, for not only the quarterback position, but how the receiver position can help out quarterbacks with their route running and their stems uh, and their releases and their understanding of coverages. Uh, so honestly, I, I think the, the well-roundedness of, of, of his aspect of, of teaching the game uh, is just incredible. You know, the only, the only thing we, we had some, some issues with was trying to speed things up in time and practice. Uh, you know, I think he's got the NFL, the NFL sure. style where, uh, you know, you can spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes on a couple of plays or, or a package set of plays uh, and, and really go through the teaching and slow it down. We're at the high school level. 
you know, 15 minutes, I mean, that's shoot, that's like an eighth of your practice. So you got to get moving, you know what I mean? You got to get flying around and get going and use the time that you have. But uh, he, he's just incredible. And like I said, that QB confidential uh, Twitter page that he has is, is really second to none. I think he's going to end up with a website with it and all that kind of stuff. And, and really he's just doing it for fun right now. I mean, he's giving it away. He doesn't charge people like that's just not who he is. So uh, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out if you're if you're a quarterback or, uh, or or even somebody that runs any type of system, you know you can get something from that. Sure. Well, that's all I have. I, I just found that was pretty cool and fascinating, man. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, like I said, I, I was just very lucky, very lucky, and you know now you're more lucky to be able to call him a friend and pick his brain, you know, every now and sure. then when we need it. No, that's, that's I mean that's fantastic, and that's I mean those those are experiences you get to have that, I mean. Friendships you develop because of this oh, profession that are just interesting. I mean, yeah, and, and you know, we got about seventy-five passing concepts that we could use. You know, obviously we don't, uh, but if we if we if we anybody needed some passing game stuff, you just hit me up. I'll send you the huddle the huddle install. I got the whole thing. Oh. Uh, we may we may not use it very much, but if you're in need of some passing concepts, I got them. I bet I, I, bet, I bet that thing is obscene. Like it's crazy. Because I've seen some it of these NFL crazy. playbooks, and oh my lord. I said some of these are like five, six hundred pages, and I'm just like, oh, it's 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 wild. Like it is wild. God, <laughs> those are days I'm like, I'm glad we run the wing tee because I could, yeah. I, I could, like, I probably could if I tried, but memorizing five hundred page playbook. Oh my gosh. Sweet God, just like that's why you get paid to do it, though. I mean, like, truth, I mean, but yeah, correct. So it's, I don't think people take that for granted, man. It's it's a job, man. It's not Ugh. fun. I mean, it's like. Those guys train year round. Like the playbooks are, in, I mean, but people don't understand it. We we coach football. We play football for fun. Those guys. I, the, mean, the, I, I think a lot of people would be shocked how many people don't love football at the NFL. Oh, the job. mental, the mental aspect is so challenging, and you wonder why, you know, why why you can't get 30, 32 really good quarterbacks in the NFL. It's because it's so hard. You know, the cognitive part of that of the game is so challenging and difficult at that level that guys that can't grasp it, they might have all the ability physically in the world, but the mental side is just, is just too much, you yeah. know, and, and, and they can't, the game's too fast. So it's crazy. It's, it's crazy to see that stuff. Well, that's, I think that's the reason why you saw for the longest time that a lot of these NFL quarterbacks, when they were drafted, they sat a year before they played, yes. before they played yes. serious minutes. Like yep. Carson Palmer didn't play a down his rookie year, not a down. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't play yep. a down. Like, for really, for like two years, like I mean, yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mah- Mahomes here. yep. Mahomes played what yep. like the last like what like game and a half, just like sparingly. Yes. Like, Alex yeah, Smith yes. started the whole year, like yeah. And I yeah. think that that's the other thing that's underrated is having a good veteran in front of you. Like, Ugh. I mean, John Kitten was in front of Palmer. Alex Smith was correct. ahead of Mahomes. Like, correct. I mean, they may not have had the like Kurt Warner esque career, Kitna or um, sure. But they were still both very good NFL quarterbacks, very smart, who did very good things. I mean, Kitna won in Correct. Detroit and how got Cincinnati eight and eight. Alex Smith, outside of San Francisco, has won. I yes, mean, he's done very well. He's I mean, done very well. And John Kitna's an NFL coach. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. he's, he was an OC. He was, he's been he's been a coach in the NFL. So it's not like yeah. it's not like his experience didn't transfer over off the field as well. I mean, no. he he's a smart guy, and you know I think that again that mental side of things from that position is just it's so important and, and you know guys like Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes they make it look easy but it's really not I mean it's, it's really challenging and there's so many different components to defense and that level that uh it's, it's hard to it's hard to see when it's all in front of you so quickly yeah so um so now let's kind of transition as much as we're having fun talking to FL and Kurt yeah. Warner and I, <laughs> and I love Kurt like I, I love watching Kurt Warner play so Oh, he's um, a great guy. He really is. Yeah. He's a phenomenal guy. And I think that's and it was a fantastic football player. And I think that's the consensus you hear about people who talk about him is he's just a great person. I mean, yeah. I don't know anybody that's ever said anything bad about him, but also I don't. I yeah. know one NFL guy, so <laughs> I, I know. He's an incredible I, story. Yeah. I mean, yes. how, how he came into the NFL. I mean, it's pretty cool, man. All it is. It yeah. is. Um, so, kind of where we're going to transition to is I kind of talked at the beginning is. Um, traps encounters. Mean, I mean, you did belly lead for us uh, for yeah. the clinic, and I and it was fantastic. And I can't wait to finish editing that and put that out. Um, but you, I mean, me and you talked off screen a little bit about traps encounters, and I'm always interested on how people run them, what they run, what traps encounters they run. 
Because sure. in, in this offense, you can kind of go a couple different directions with it, whether you're doing the double, the old double handoffs, yeah. whether you're doing, pulling the tackle, pulling the guard. Like, so, I mean, you can kind of start where you want. We'll just build, build yeah. off that, Coach. Yeah, so before I get you know video and some film on this, like how, how we – our trap encounter, I mean, we call it the same thing. So everything is a trap for us. We have a counter, which is the, the double handoff. You know, everybody calls it counter crisscross. We call it rumble. Um, you know, I'll show you that as well. But uh, the traditional counter that a lot of people run in the wing T system, we still call it a trap. You know, we just may tag a tackle trap. You know, and, and that's kind of how we do it, but it's got the same type of footwork and, uh, and fundamentals that you would have. Uh, you know, really with that, with a lot of the counter stuff that's, that's shown. And then, you know, kind of what we've done in different ways that we've worked our trap is, is uh, we've used some unbalanced sets. We've tried to take advantage of trying to shift guys and make sure there's movement on the, on the defensive line. So maybe guys that are used to getting, or, you know, not used to getting trapped are now getting trapped. You know, those one techniques, those head up noses, you know, that now have to shift over to a, to an unbalanced set. Uh, we try to put them in an uncomfortable position where, you know, they're not used to doing that. If they ever get trapped, it's, it's, it's a rarity. So we've done that a lot and tried to work that into our system. And, uh, you know, I can kind of show you some of the things that we've done, you know, to kind of work on the trap game. A lot of it's very similar to what you guys have seen. Uh, you know, like the trap game, obviously, you know, we've done some things with motion and shifts and things like that to try to take advantage of, of giving guys different looks. I can kind of show you guys here uh, just a little bit of the film. So this is this fall. Uh, you know, we started in, a, started in a, an unbalanced set that we run. Uh, so we'll break the huddle. Our guys will line up and like they're going in there unbalanced and then we'll shift out of this uh, to something different. So again, we're just trying to get defenses into, you know, these 16, 17, 18 year old kids to see something different, have to adjust to it formationally on the fly. Uh, so here we shift, you know, and we'll tag our rules for, for any trap that we run uh, is pretty much the first guy head up to outside shade of our tackle uh, or, or of our guard. I'm sorry. Uh, so that next guy is who we're trapping. So, I mean, it's pretty traditional stuff nothing too crazy. Uh, we fake our sweep out of our trap. You know, that's kind of the, what we do off of it for the most part. Uh, but you'll see here, you know, just because our sweep is so productive and, and it's been such a great play for us, you know, as we pull our guys uh, and go, I mean, a lot of the secondary guys are looking at that halfback, even though it's a garbage fake, you know, and now our fullback's got a big lane to run. And this is a good team. I mean, Geneseo High School is traditionally an outstanding football program in the state of Illinois. Uh, and so these guys are really, really well coached. And you'll see here, I mean, just some shifting and some movement gives us an advantage. Like I said, the, the fake here is bad, you know, so we do have to improve some of those things. Our quarterback should be carrying out his fake a whole lot better. But you'll see the secondary guy, you know, get displaced only because of the fake. And now our fullback, you know, on a quick hitter has some room to be able to run and, and basically takes the place of where that, where that secondary guy was. So that was early in the game. You know, we were able to hit that, and that was big for us. Uh, you know, here again, a regular, what we call blue wing formation, uh, you know, a, a simple trap play to the first guy head up to outside shade of our guard. You know, once we clear, again, it, it, it comes down to the fake here to be able to get these guys displaced a little bit to sell to sell uh, uh, our sweep and try to get them to come up field and just just close their eyes for a second or just get them look somewhere else for a second. And then, of course, you know, you, we have a fullback that's pretty talented. That helps as well. Uh, but he really doesn't get touched. You know, and that's kind of the fun part about our trap play is that we hit this thing and these guys were able to go and we're able to create big plays off of it. You know, here, uh, again, this is in 2018, but you'll see it's the same type of thing where we'll kick there. And then by the time he gets to the secondary, I mean, these are, these are fullback traps that are guys are not getting touched. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing because it hits so fast uh, and because teams just aren't used to seeing these types of, of plays, uh, you know, it, it's a huge advantage for us. And plus we don't block guys, you know, we're not going to block anybody outside of the guy we're kicking. You know, so when we trap that guy, if there's a hang defender out here or a corner out here, we're not touching that guy. We, we, can, we can send our guys up to the next level, uh, the second level and the third level to try to chase defenders because we're not going to touch those guys. So get them to fold and then they fold and you just run the, you run this sweep. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, you know, and I think you can do some things off of trap to influence guys a little bit more. Like we'll run a trap where we pull both guys, uh, you know, an influence trap. We're pulling both guards so it looks like sweep. In what in what world would you influence trap? Well, is, is there any kind of base set, or is that just a tag? Uh, I mean, honestly, we we would we would like to run that if we're getting if we're getting teams that are lining up head up of our guards and they're chasing. You know what I mean? So if they see sweep, they're trying to chase that stuff, and their backers are really fast flow. Then that's when we want to influence this thing. You know, that's when we we're guys up in the box are saying, you know what? Every time we run a we run sweep, 
those guys are flying. Those backers are trying to scrape over top. That three technique or that two technique, whatever he's playing, you know, he sees our guard pull and he's trying to chase. Okay, then we'll run that. And then you can run gut with that as well. You know, a lot of the t- a lot of people don't run gut anymore, but gut is a great football play. You know, when you get those guys and when you when you go influence gut and have them both pull and you wrap that backside guard instead of kicking and yeah. they just chase that, I mean, that's a great football play. So we did though. You opened up a playoff, my first year coaching in twenty fifteen. Yeah, team it was a forty front, and um, granted, we had two of some of the best winbacks I've ever coached, and we were a jet team. So yeah, we ran jet probably about. I'd be shocked if we ran it less than 10 yards per carry that year. I mean, so we opened up the game, man, and Ugh. our backside guard slipped and fell. And we, we only one person blocked. It was the center block back on the one tap. Yeah. And we knocked yeah. it for a touchdown. We didn't block another soul. But, I mean, that's just the power of just how. Well, I, I think gut was probably we, – we, we did the same thing against the other team. Our best run player, we did a double gut. It was a down course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of get two dump, two down blocks and a full block underneath of it, and it was just rapid. incredible. You how, you how can be you can be as creative as you want with this stuff. I mean, that's the cool part. Like it doesn't there doesn't have to be a set way of doing things. If you're able to think outside the box and just kind of see where where you can displace defenders by influencing them instead of having to block guys. You know, a lot of the times we're not the biggest team, so we got to do things to be a little deceptive at times, and that's why the wing tee fit here at Moline and fit our kids uh, because they were scrappy. You know, they, they, they were they were fundamentally sound, and we could do things to disperse people with motion and shifts uh, and obviously different ways that we can block things. But, uh, you know, when you don't have to block guys, I, I think it helps. I think it helps a lot. You know, and that was something for us. Again, when you're watching this stuff, I mean, you see these guys hit, and a lot of the times they're not – there's no contact until the second level, third level, and then if you got a good player that can break a tackle and make a play – you know, then it, then it changes everything. So, uh, what, are, what are some of the footwork that you teach your offensive linemen? Like any kind of specific degree steps, or yeah. So about that. So, so our our stuff, uh, and this really comes from Butch Gontroff. So Butch Gontroff was the head football coach at Bellevue uh, up in Washington, and and they were a like eleven time state champion under Butch up there. And and uh, you know, I met, I was able to meet with him before we put in our wing tee, and and you know, we talked a lot about the the old line play, especially because that's what he coached. Uh, and we're still working on it. You know, there's a tempo, there's a tempo to your O line with a wing tee that you can still create. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, no huddle, da, 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 all that stuff. But the tempo of getting to the line of, line of scrimmage fast, you know, snapping down into your stance and getting off the ball low and flat and those types of things. Uh, those are little things that we're still trying to work on. And it's going to take some time, but uh, you know, I, I'm fortunate to have him as a reference as well to kind of talk about our system and what who we learn from. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to watch. Uh, they have some film on YouTube, but uh, the, the Bellevue Wolverines out of out of the Seattle, Washington area uh, are just incredible. I mean, they're the best wing team wing T team I've ever seen. So when we teach this stuff, obviously, you know, we teach pulls different for our guards. You know, there's a bucket step pull that, that we teach, and then there's there's a down blocker or a trap pull that they that they're taught. Uh, you know, the angles are all different, but their first step, pretty much in everything that we do from an upfront offensive line step, uh, is going to be a six inch step. You know, it just depends on which way they're going and what they're doing. A lot of the stuff that we do, uh, you know, with, with down blocks and those types of things, the big thing is to get your second foot in the ground faster than the defender, you know, that you're trying to block. We feel like that power step, and I know a lot of people refer to power steps in different systems, but that power step has got to be the, is really the second step is the most important step in any offensive line blocking scheme that we run uh, because it, it, it's going to dictate if you're low enough and how to use your leverage to get into somebody. So uh, we emphasize that second step quite a bit. You know, we want to try to gain as much ground as we can. So if that first step is six inches, that second step, you know, we want to try to get, you know, about 18 inches if we can. Uh, But obviously a lot of guys, when they're, when they're getting used to the foot, the footwork, we're not going to get that right away, but trying to get that second step into the ground as fast as they can is always important, you know, and obviously taking angles, we're we're a shoulder blocking team. Uh, You know, you'll see that we don't use our hands a ton, uh, we try to shoulder block and get into guys and have low pad level and uh, and those types of things from a fundamental standpoint up front. But uh, we're a work in progress, you know. So like I said, you watch our film. I mean, we're not we're not perfect. We're we're we were fortunate, like with this team in 2018, to go nine and two, and uh, and they had a great year. And then we went seven and three the year before that, and six and four this last fall. But uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a it's a work in progress, you know. It's what we're doing with this system. So it's been good to us. Obviously, our guys like it, but the fundamentals and the little things. 
you know, in, in practice that we do every single day, I think is really what makes the O-line play uh, functional in this type of system. Now, and, and one thing I want to ask before we kind of go, but one thing I admire about your trap is your timing. I, I think the yeah. timing is as good as I've ever seen, um, especially for a program that's really not been doing it for decades, right? Correct. This is, yeah, our third year. I mean, you have it, had your peewee, your farm system. I mean, you, at this point, you might at this point have some middle schoolers that have ran it. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Even then, it's not great. So what are some of the things you do in the offseason? Yeah. Anything that you do in, uh, in terms of to help speed up and get the timing down? Yeah, so a, a big thing a big thing with our fullbacks is, you know, I mean, and a lot of a lot of teams, is, it's, it's false steps. You know what I'm saying? Like when, our, when we teach our fullback, hey, your, your aiming point is through the midline uh, of the quarterback as you go, and then you're going to follow that path inside of the guard on the kick and, and, and get upfield, and then you can get, you know, work your way to the outside after that. Uh, but the big thing is a false step. And we are, we're in a two-point stance. You know, you'll see our kids. Uh, we're in a two-point stance in the backfield. Uh, we, I, I like that for them to see what's going on and just to have an idea of, of where their cut may be and things like that. Uh, my dad is an old-school wing T guy, so he would rather have our, our, uh, our fullback's hand in the ground. Uh, we just like it up. But, but the thing is with that, the little, the little, you know, again, teaching points for that position is, is – your balance and where you are with your stance. You know, we teach our guys that the, their, their weight is going to be on the balls of their feet. You know, we want them to be able to, to kind of get that lean forward. Their hands are on their thighs. They're going to be bent down into their hands forward, uh, you know, and, and, and everything kind of leaning that way so that their first step is a, a directional step to where they're going. You know, we don't want them stepping backwards, even though you'll see that at times. Uh, we don't want them fall stepping and, and you know, or going wide uh, and doing those things. We want to take a direct path to where we're going. Uh, and because it should hit that fast, you know, we want them to get there right after that guard gets there. So they're able to hit this thing quick. So we actually teach it, you know, if, if I'm a, if I'm a, a fullback, my second step is the step I'm going to cut off of, uh, regardless of which way I'm going on my trap. So my first step's going to take me downhill. My second step is going to be the one that I cut off of to make my cut to the direction I'm going. So if we're trapping to our right, our fullback's first step should be with his right foot, you know, right down towards the quarterback. And then his second step is going to be the one after he gets the ball to what gets him cutting that direction. So we are real specific about that. You know, we do things in the summer with our contact days. Those are the things that we focus on. We don't necessarily focus on, you know, implementing a ton of plays and, and just overloading these kids with different drill work. We, we focus more on the fundamental aspects at each position. And that's something that we try to put an emphasis on so that our guys are really, really good at what they do. And then we can expand, you know, because then from a knowledge standpoint, you can overload these kids until they just don't understand it. Then you got to pull back. But we don't we, we wait until later on in the process to do that. We were pretty, pretty fundamental focused in the summertime, especially. And that's re that's really the contact days that were allowed uh, in the state of Illinois to kind of start things from a, uh, a sports specific standpoint. You guys get any access in the spring? We don't. You don't. We don't. No. Yeah, it's a little different. It's a little different. But again, we have padded practices in the summer. You know what I mean? So we do have those contact, contact days in the summer. Uh, and that's when you can kind of play with different things and try things out and, uh, and give it give it a different shot here and there as far as how we do it. And, uh, you know, and again, when it comes to our offensive line play, you know, we, we work in the shoots, we work on the sleds, you know, we don't drive a sled necessarily, as much as we get into a sled and lift the sled. You know, that's kind of the thing that we want them to bring their hips. If we're going to teach these guys the right way, you know, you can drive, you can drive a sled all day, but you're going to keep it. I mean, your guys are going to be, you know, leaning on things instead of actually working it, driving, bringing their hips. So uh, we're, we're more, we're more focused on, you know, lifting the sled and doing those types of things and footwork. You know, that's really what it comes down to. When we do, when we do our sled work, uh, we do our one-on-ones and we do our, um, our shoot stuff. It's all footwork based. I mean, all of it, you know, in low pad level, like we'll start our freshmen, our freshmen all start in a four point stance. They don't have a choice, offensive line-wise. You are going to be in a four-point stance. You're going to be heavy on your hands, you know, which then takes some time when, when you get your guards pulling and those types of things. You have to adjust. Uh, but we want them a little bit heavier because we're trying to get off the ball as fast as we can and teach that tempo to try to get off the ball fast and really fire out low and where our, our, our aiming point is and pad level. Uh, and then eventually, as they get used to a, getting into a really good football stance, then we can then we can venture out, you know, and, and be creative with our poles and our things like that. That's actually, I, I've never heard the four point stance. That's actually really smart. I never, especially since how many how many freshmen just you know. Oh my gosh! I mean, they just physique wise look horrible.
they, they could probably, they can't even hold themselves up, I bet. You know, well, I, bet, I mean... No, it is. It's a challenge. And it, honestly, it's uncomfortable. But that's the whole point. We want it to be uncomfortable. You know, and our guys, when they do it initially, you know, you'll look back and their their, their feet are super wide because their base is too big, you know, because they have some hip flexibility issues and those types of things. So, you know, our big thing is we don't have super wide feet in our stance. You know, we're going to be tighter uh, and, and we want to have a flat back. So we tell our, our freshman coaches and, our, and our, even our varsity guys now, you know, you should be able to eat your dinner off of our guy's back. That's the goal. You know, we want a flat back where you could set a plate on there and it can stay there and it'd be, be level and perfect. Now, it's not always that way. And some guys, you know, just physically struggle to get down there. But if they really work on it, uh, we're firm believers that you can get down into that. So uh, it's it's different, you know, and, and again, we'll start in a four point and we try to get their nose as low to the ground as possible. So it's really it's uncomfortable, but we're working on the get off. We're working on the steps. We're working on those things, and uh, you know, we try to create that low pad level in an early age. How much success do you think that's had? I mean, Cajun, you have four or five years. I mean, do you think it's really been extremely beneficial with it? Oh, I do. I do for sure. When, when I when I got up here, uh, you know, they were two and seven the year before, uh, and then had a run of kind of a three and three and six, two and seven. You know, there was a five and five year in there in the mix, but. Uh, I, I think that the problem was, you know, when I first got here, we tried to put in our spread system like we did. We, we put the whole thing in, you know, we had it in the summer and two games into my first season at 2017 season, I said, we, we just can't do this. Like this is this is too much. We had like, you know, two, a dozen drop passes and our quarterback was a good player, but he just wasn't he, he was losing his confidence with things like that. So uh, we, we started transition and. And it worked and, and our kids bought into it. And honestly, they don't know the difference. They don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care if they're not running a spread system or if they're running this. They just want to be successful like anybody else does, you know, and this is what gives us the best chance to be successful here at our school. And uh, and we've done some things from a spread standpoint formationally as well to still run our base plays out of it. And it's been successful with it. We've, we've been we've been very fortunate from that standpoint. So, um, you know, I, I think. Again, we've won the fourth playoff game in our school history. Our school opened in 1952. So the fact that we've been able to accomplish that uh, alone, I think, was really big in a, in a short time span. But uh, our kids deserve a lot of credit because they bought into everything we're doing. Sure, I can't wait to come visit you guys and uh, see a statue. But I'll say oh, shoot. Come on now. First, no, first, no, no, no. We're in history, man. You're a legend there. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot more than just one guy that, that, that has to do things right. To, that to about the program. it. I couldn't wait to eat at a restaurant named after you. <laughs> see, see, this, yeah, this right. is what happens when I let Deary start taking over conversations. Right. Oh, my god. start talking about statues. Like, No, it's, there's no statue. Trust me. There's no statue in the making. <laughs> That's flat. That's flattering, but there's not. But uh, no, we, we've just had some tough, scrappy kids, honestly, and, and great kids, and, and really good football coaches that have bought into this. And uh, you know, it's, it, it, it is fun. I don't care what anybody says. The wing tee is a fun system. It really is. And there's a lot of things you can do with with just little plays to make it that way. You know, and and, and to keep learning and understand the game. I think it's fun. You know, and that's again when we come like our counter play, uh, and I can show you some of the examples of that. So I mean. You know, now what we do a lot of the times when we run our counter, we'll send this guy in motion. That's what we did a lot more this last fall. But this is, I think, maybe the third time we ran it in 2018. And just the movement of the reverse out and trap motion there and the whole, I mean, we we got guys walking down the field with nobody to block because there's nobody at the, you know, everybody at the point of attack got a field or went this way. And we actually went a guard, a guard counter on this one. Uh, So a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll tag our, our tackle. Uh, but on this one, we went guard and he pulls through and he kicks this guy out. And you'll see here, I mean, as our guys running through, you know, this is an A gap run play and you didn't get touched. You know, those are the things with, with motion and deceptions of, of, of different movement, our quarterback reversing out, you know, our halfback or our fullback going the opposite direction. You know, th- these are plays in the, in the wing tee that are, are pretty low maintenance plays, I'd like to say. Yeah. Uh, but are, are, are big time, you know, they're, they're big time plays because they can help you be successful. You know, it's the same thing here as we go motion. This is this last fall. There's our tackle kicking our court, our, our running back, making a cut. If he could have kept his feet, I think he probably could have scored, but again, we'll tag it with our tackle. Okay. So we're still going to kick out the first guy head up, head up the outside shade of our guard. Uh, the rules stay the same. Our guard wants the inside release to the second level. Our center is going to block back. Uh, our tackle is going to get up fields. So you see our, I mean, our tackle's got a free release up here to the backer. Uh, we'll try to use that motion because of this 
So you see with the motion, this guy comes, this guy comes, you know, and now what that does is create a lane. And now here's our backside guard getting into somebody. If our backside tackle had just kept working up, uh, like I said, I think this is a touchdown, uh, but he kind of started looking back and, and we got caught. But if he just looked up, I think we were, uh, I think we probably could have walked in the end zone on this. Uh, and we teach our halfback, he's going to take a jab step, come right back underneath, follow the tackle. And, and uh, you know, it's been a good play for us. And here it is again. I'm impressed how well you guys hit the A-gap. I, I think that's been the hardest oh. part of coaching at Fairborn. You know, I, I came from a place that was just a well-worn old machine. And when I ran the wing tee up, we ran the wing tee up at Pitt. But yeah. Try to get them to hit the A-gap and get vertical on a gap scheme rather than kind of aim for the big gap if the big gap isn't open uh, even though if it's a big gap play yes higher, you can still bend that way but trying Which to get this the is you know and, I, and, and it is I, I you know it's supposed to be to the next to the next shade over but our guys i mean they understand their, their track is taking them through the a you know it's going to take through the a gap before they go anywhere uh and so for you know that's kind of how we talk about and how we teach it and you know we want these guys to hit this thing tight before they get before they get to the next level and obviously if you have you know, if the guys are in the backfield, they're in the backfield for a reason. You know, they should be able to make a jump cut. They should be able to make it, you know, their vision should be should be what it needs to be to be successful. You know, and you'll see here it's the same thing. We go guard on this one, and we even miss guys, you know, but we end up on the next level. And again, this is in 2018, but uh, we're able to get to the next level, and, and our guys were able to make plays at that point and, and use their speed, you know, use their speed to take advantage of those things. So, uh, you know, our counter really is our – it really is our, our, our trap and that's kind of how we call it. And then, uh, you know, our, our, our actual counter, the counter that everybody else knows. And I'll try to, I'll try to see if I can find a good one here for you guys, uh, to give you an example of it. But, you know, I think our kid gets caught here, uh, but we call this, you know, we call it rumble. So we're going to, everybody, everybody play side is blocking down. You know, your, your, your deal is you're going to block down. You're going to double team, uh, and block down to the backside guys. Uh, we'll pull our guard and tackle our fullback is going to replace uh, the first guy to the to, uh, outside shade of the guard, you know, because our center is going to block back, so he should be here. Our fullback would take the next guy. Uh, we're going to kick. We're going to kick the last man on the line of scrimmage, then we're going to wrap up for the next. But, again, the deception of giving a handoff going this direction helps pull guys, you know. So you kind of have a, a, a double positive with that where you have, you know, flow coming this way, but you also have it coming back the other way. Uh, and we've run this, you know, probably sparingly, not as much as we should. Uh, but, you know, when our guy hits it and cuts up, you know, it's a good football play. And and we've run this. My dad actually used to run it where our, our quarterback would be a pitch guy off of this. I actually, uh, I, actually, I, I have a film of it where we actually did uh, pitch it to uh, – it's not – it's, it's yeah. probably – I'll have to go find it. I'll show it to you one day. It's the funniest heck I've ever seen. I've ever it's, seen. A great, it's a great, it's a great play. I mean, if you have a good quarterback an athletic quarterback who can chase this thing and chase yeah. it down and get into a pitch relationship and a good, a good wingback or halfback that can actually get it out. I mean, it's a phenomenal play. It really is. So we twice in a game. Oh my God. That now that's rare. Now that is rare. It's, it's pretty sweet, man. I'll, I'll try to find it. It's hysterical. <laughs> I love it, but it's just, I mean, it's a good football play and it's something, it's just another you know, it's basically an auxiliary play for us, but uh, are you going a gap here too as well? I, you know, it shouldn't hit a gap. It shouldn't, but yeah. we do teach our guys and our, our running backs when they or our wings when they get the ball, it's getting vertical. You know, you're not you're not going to try to stretch this thing as soon as you take the handoff. We don't want him. We don't want him taking the handoff here and trying to press this thing to the outside uh, because we're going to kick somebody out. You know what I mean? So as we kick a guy out, we're wrapping up underneath that. You got to be underneath that kick out block. So. Uh, you know, we don't really tell him. We just tell him you got to make sure you're un underneath the uh, underneath the kickout block. And our, our our center does a really bad, or uh, our tight end does a bad job on this play. Uh, we got away with it, but you know that's kind of the thing where you want everybody kind of kind of walling that down. Where then you come and kick out, wrap up, you know, in the GT scheme of things, and uh, and get vertical. You know, so we want to get vertical before we before we end up trying to go uh, hash number sidelines with this. How hard is it to teach a tackle to pull like this? Honestly, we teach all of our tackles to pull because they pull on our on our what we call uh, tackle trap, you know. So so they're they're used to doing it. Like we we yeah. tell them we start with all of our linemen. We teach all of them how to pull. Um, they they all have to learn how to trap pull. You know, he doesn't bucket step pull, so that's pretty much for our guards. Our tackles don't bucket step pull at all, but our uh, our, our tackles do. They all have to learn how to trap pull. Uh, and then obviously with this one because they're wrapping. You know, it takes a little bit of time, but we do enough drill work, you know, where they, they get used to it and, 
uh, honestly, it's been pretty seamless from a, from a teaching point uh, transition into that. Okay. Uh, how, how much repetition do you guys do? Um, I, I can speak for what I did. We did this probably every day pre-practice. We, we were blessed to have seven mans in the spring. Oh, yeah. We were able to do base backfield a hundred times with this play. But how, how, when you started putting this in, how hard was it to make sure the double handoff didn't get fumbled, et cetera? Uh, it t- I mean, it takes time from that standpoint. And, and it's a timing you thing. You rep that. And we rep it. If it didn't help others. Yeah, yeah. So we, we rep it like crazy. So what we do uh, is we run a, like a wing T skelly. Uh, and, and basically what it is, it's all our skill guys. And they come together and we rep everything. And I'm talking everything. So, uh, you know, I, I do have some film of that stuff. But what we do uh, from, from just the spring practice, uh, I don't know if I saw it. Yeah, here we go. Uh, you know, like here's our wing T Skelly stuff from, from uh, a contact day. So what we'll do is we'll have a whole bunch of huddles. Our guys will, will come together and we just mesh everything. We mesh everything that we do and we go over and over. So they'll run through. They got to sprint through 10 yards. The next group will come up. They'll run the exact same play. Uh, they'll, they'll sprint through 10 yards. Then the next group will come up and they got to run the next play. So we run, we run our, our, our rumble uh, and it, like through that. You know, and, and we'll we'll work on it and we work the handoff. And if we don't get it right, we'll stop. You know, just like right there, we fall started, we'll stop, we'll stop, we'll bring it back, do it again. Um, and our guys just get used to going through that. So we spend, I mean, I mean, this is no joke, it's a 25 minute period, you know, where 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 guys are our O-line, our O-line a lot of the times will split. Uh so we do we do flip our offensive line, you know. So because of that, we'll send our our strong guard and our strong tackle uh with, with one of our offensive line coaches, we'll send our uh, our quick guard, our quick tackle with another one, and they'll work on obviously whatever plays we're running for that day, but then, the, and, you know, and fixing those types of mistakes, uh, but they'll work on everything that we're going to do for that practice. And we just rep it over and over and over. So we feel like it cuts the learning down, you know, because a lot of the other stuff that we're doing, we'll zone step it backside, you know, and, and like if we're running down, uh, you know, to the tight end wing side, we're zoning backside. You know, so we don't want to sit there and have all five of our linemen together just to have those guys work on their zone backside steps all the time as we're trying to implement our downplay. So instead of doing that, they'll head over and they'll work on lead uh, or they'll work on belly to their side or they'll work on trap to their side. Uh, and so we do the same thing with our skill guys. You know, we'll sit there and rep this stuff. Like, see, we got 20, 30 some plays in this. I don't know, 26 plays. Uh, but I mean, we, we had a lot more than that. I think that didn't get filmed and we just rep and rep over and over again. And it gets our young guys reps and, uh, it's a segment that we put in, you know, coach Gontroff at Bellevue, uh, talked to me about it. And he's like, you have to get your guys to do this. This is, this is a phenomenal period that we did every single day. It's good for footwork. It's good for those types of things. And then when you want to slow it down, you can slow it down. You know, I'm, I'm big at this, this stuff right here. We always did line tape to make sure, uh, the running backs, all the gaps and they were hitting, especially, yes. especially when we wanted to make sure that they were hitting the a gap. Yep. You thought. Now we, we blocked crisscross a little bit different. We we blocked it like power because we never oh, okay. tackles. Okay. So I mean, we, did you did you pull a tight end? No, we would uh, kick it out with the fullback and then the guard would. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I I've seen the tight end too at times. Like I've seen the tight end know, get pulled. That, that time is weird. I don't know how that. Yeah. You got you got to have a tight end way. that can move to run the tight end pull. Yes. So at yes, least at least in this offense, maybe in some other like some gun stuff, it times up a little better because they're deeper and sure. all that stuff. But out of here, sure. God, he's got to be able to haul. Man, that guy better that, that guy better have some great feet. You know yeah. what I mean? He better. But then again, you have to spend time teaching him how to pull. Yep. And and him how to do those things. And you know, in our system with what we do with our tight end. You know, if he's not running around, I mean, he's down blocking, he's double teaming, yeah. uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there is not, it's not very complicated for him. Well, that's a uh, long way to pull them too, man. Oh, it's a really long way to pull. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've seen it done. I just, you know, I mean, yeah. it works and it worked for them. That's cool. I just can't even try to fathom. It's not for us either. Yeah. It, it, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't believe in that. We were pulling tight ends, though. When we get in the 20 person of a stiffer back, we had a, we always pulled, obviously, for counter. He would just lead on through like power. Oh yeah, for that's sure. A, a lot yeah. easier, man. You can kind of sniff him in right in between the guard and tackle. Yep. Get yep. nice and flat, grab a towel. You know, linebacker folds out, kick him out. If he sits, log him. See, that's Money. something out of that formation, that type of set. You could do almost anything you wanted with that guy. Yeah. Now, yeah, what do you do? How do you? What's your progression with the guards and tackles? Are, are they? Is it? 
strictly log or are you teaching them to kind of read for flow or sit? Kind of. are, are you talking about backside? Yeah. So yeah. So when you when, when you when you're pulling and you're trying to block that playside back, or are you just oh I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Are you trying to? Kick him out, read the linebacker. How do you guys go about that? So, so basically, we we teach nothing but tracks. You know, obviously, we tell our guys, hey, this is who you theoretically you're supposed to be blocking. But in a football play at the high school level, things don't always work out that way. You know what I mean? I mean, it's going to change. Things change. So we just teach tracks with almost everything that we do. You know, so when, when we tell our, our, our backside or our tackle, uh, backside tackle that where you're going, you know, you're pulling, you're wrapping, we always tell them where their eyes need to be. You know, here's here's your eyes. We want your eyes to be, to be looking. You know, at, at that that play side line inside linebacker. That's the guy you're wrapping for. But as you go and you stay on your track, if that guy disappears because we hand the ball off going the direction where you started from, then you stay on your track. You know, and then you look inside. You look back inside. If there's somebody inside, you help seal. If there's nobody there, then you go get yourself a highlight a highlight block on a safety or something like that because it's. It's one of those things we want to keep the track as best we can uh, because that's what they're used to. And ultimately, somebody's going to show up. You know, like, like we looked at when I showed that, that uh, you know, our tackle trap earlier. And if our, if, our play, if our backside tackle had just stayed on his track working across, he would have ran right into the guy that ended up making the tackle. But instead, he stopped and kind of looked back for somebody that he thought he was supposed to block that disappeared. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a teaching thing. That's really that's on us you know it's on us as coaches it should have been like hey no matter what stay on your track you know it's the same thing when we're pulling those guys they got a track that they stay on my job my first year was pretty much like a ga on offense oh yeah i to yell at the uh yell at the tight end or the tackle stovepipe 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 it's followed him that's it i mean that was i always was the difference between you know once i kind of got out of the ga phase you know and that, yeah. that was their responsibility, but no, uh, I get it. I get had, it. Uh, I know you guys don't run a rumble a lot, but you guys have a steel concept out of rumble. Well, you, we, we did this a couple times. It was pretty good. Well, crisscross. Now, to be fair, crisscross was our probably at one point our second most man play. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's when we ran jet so well. We ran crisscross. That was yeah, yeah. What we did so, but we had a steel concept where we faked the handoff. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Do you have anything like that in your playbook? So, so off of rumble, uh, you can also run, or at least the, from the action, you can run trap, uh, you can run dive, uh, you can run any of that stuff. And I know I have. This is gonna be crazy trying to find this. So I, I know I talked uh, to coach a little bit about this before, but when I was at Cedar Rapids Prairie, uh, we put in our wing tee in three days oh yeah win a, i forgot to ask about that yeah i mean it, it, it was nuts we put it in in three days to win a game that we absolutely had to win we had to win it like to get into the playoffs we were down to our third string quarterback uh we, were, we had lost you know linemen we had lost receivers i mean we were we were so decimated it wasn't even funny and i i told our guys like hey this is this has got to be the answer like this is all we got this is what we're going to go to uh and we did we put it in in three days and we ended up winning like 49 to nothing. And I mean, it was fantastic. Our kids bought into it. They freaking loved it. It was amazing. But we actually ran in the second round. This is a, a playoff game. Oh, if I can get the video to show up. Uh, we ran this play off of Rumble. And you'll see, you know, off the Rumble action, we have a 250-pound fullback. Yeah, here it is right here. Uh, so, you know, we put it in with our guys under center. But we ran the Rumble action in the backfield and pretty much ran a dive look uh, off of this thing. And you'll see here, uh, as this kid, you know, he puts the ball back behind him, runs dive, and watch this corner. Has no idea where, where oh. the ball is. This is a 250-pound kid, man. We put this in in three days. Okay, three days. And this kid had no idea. You know, saw maybe the rumble look, comes flying up. The safety had no idea what was happening. Uh, and he reached behind. It's kind of a blind handoff for our uh, – uh, our quarterback and just getting guys to move in the secondary, you know, help this kid rattle off a 90 yard touchdown run as a 250 pound back. So honestly, man, I, I'm, I'm going to actually kind of take a mental note. That might be the coolest thing. Coach. <laughs> it's amazing. And you can run, honestly, you can trap it if you wanted to, yeah, you know what I mean? I, like, like my yeah. dad, my dad ran trap off of this thing when I was playing for him at Pleasant Valley. Uh, so, so I, I, as a quarterback, I mean, I just take the ball, put it back, uh, you know, hand it off the fullback would have to take it and then follow the same exact track tracks that he'd take on a normal trap 
and then I'd sell, I'd sell our rumble, our, our wing would sell rumble, everybody'd sell rumble, uh, and it was a great play for us. We did, we did dive, you know, simple dive, only because we put it in so quick. You know, we didn't yeah. want to overload the footwork and the handoffs and stuff. But uh, I mean, we had you know over 400 yards of of 450 yards of total offense uh, in two games. You know, so really about a thousand yards in two games. Uh, and we put it in three days, and it was awesome. And our kids loved it. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because, I mean, I meant to start talking about this earlier, and I completely spaced. Yeah. Because I, t- I, I, mean, I talked to Derry. Because after we talked last time, I talked to Derry about, like, he installed wing team three days and, and won a playoff game. Oh, got, not yeah. won a play, got into the playoffs because of it. Yeah. So but want, I mean, it was a, you want to talk yeah, about I mean, that process a little more? Yeah, so so basically we were a uh, we were a spread team, you know, and, and we did a lot of things with it. And we had success at Prairie when I was there doing it. Uh, but like I said, we had a bunch of injuries, we had a bunch of young guys, we were just inexperienced, and um, we had a game that we had to win against a team that was coming in five and three, uh, and was a good football team. And you know, we we made the decision leave. I literally I was getting on the bus, uh, and my dad, who was an old wing T guy, you know, came over to me and he's like, "You to win the game next week, you've got to do something." So I spent the entire weekend uh, going over things with him, going over things with our coaches, showed up on Monday. I told our kids, this is what we have to do. You know, if you believe in it, if you trust in the process, if you understand what we're trying to to, uh, get done here, this is what's going to help us be successful. And our kids were tremendous. I mean, unbelievable with it. So we did, we put it in, we put in trap, uh, we put in our lead play. Uh, we put in, I mean, you know, some like ice. I mean, it was so simple. It's not even funny. And uh, and we go in and we put in a bootleg and we put in rumble. And uh, we put it in and, and the, the team we were playing, it was funny because we, we get we get the ball right away and we run a couple plays and we, we pick up a bunch of yards and all of a sudden they call a timeout. Okay, so then we score like two plays later. Well, we get the ball back. Uh, it's still in the first quarter. We run like three plays. He calls another timeout. Uh, so they ended up burning all three timeouts in like a six minute span in the first quarter because they had no idea what we were doing. And I mean, it was so fun and our kids were loving it. And our, everybody was just going crazy. And, uh, and, and like I said, we, we had a lot of success and we, we ran for, I we ended up running for like 400 yards that game and threw for another hundred off play action. And, uh, and then went into a playoff game and lost in overtime at the very end uh, to a team that was undefeated in going into that game. And, uh, or close to it, and it was district champion for sure. But uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was a fun experience. Our kid loved it. And the crazy part was, after the season ended, they were all like, "Coach, why didn't we do that sooner?" You know. So I mean, they in, in the world of spread offenses, where all these kids want to spread it out, and that's all you hear they want to do. Really, what it comes down to, they just wanted to be successful. You know, and they wanted to be, they wanted something to believe in and to buy into, and, and that's what it was, and, and it did it for us. I agree. I, I've never been in a boat that kids want a certain offense or don't want a certain offense. They don't know any better. You know, I mean, we yeah. were all players at one point. And yeah. yeah. We were better than others, but we didn't know, no. I don't, we wanted to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. We wanted to be successful. We wanted to have a great experience. I think that's really what it came down to. And, and regardless of what you run, I mean, you, you guys are, have been around football a lot. You know, you've seen single wing teams that are very successful. You've seen, you know, spread five wide teams, you know, air raid that are successful wing T teams. It, I mean, it really comes down to your kids. It comes down to what fits your community uh, and what fits kind of the personnel that you have. And then being, do, being able to adjust on a year to year basis. You know, That's I, the big thing. It really doesn't matter what scheme you run, offense, defense, or special team. It's just how well can you coach it and how well yes. do you know your own scheme to make adjustments on the fly. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember my first year being a DC. I had to go off my call sheet three games in a row. You know, yeah. they're just wrong. I mean, my game plan was just—they came out with something I really didn't expect. And yeah, but yeah. I knew how to adjust right away. And, and believe me, we were outflanked and we weren't prepared. But it just kind of being able to be quick on your feet. Um, but sure. I, I, I do got to say, being a DC, you ever—if I ever have to play you and you pull a stunt like that, please <laughs> guys score to your bus. Come out with the, oh. the offense, oh. man. Oh, believe me. It, it, it was funny because I was, I was coaching the Shrine game in the state of Iowa that summer, and I, I had guys from the other side that we were playing, and they're like, what are you running? What are you running? Like, is this going to be the spread, or is this going to be the wing tee? Or is it gonna, I was like, bit of both, my man. We're coming with everything. You got to be ready. So uh, it was cool. I kind of became a running joke with with things across the state of Iowa for a while, but uh, or at least on the east side of Iowa. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, it comes down to fundamentals. If your team's really good fundamentally – uh, I think you can win in just about any system, but I think it's even 
it's even more beneficial in a system like the wing T where you can win with smaller guys, you know, you can win with deception, you can win with shifts and motions and angles and, uh, and, and taking advantage of those things with guys, as long as they're great fundamentally. Yeah. And I've always been, someone asked me and I was kind of like just shocked by the question is like, what do you do if you got a really good lineman or a really good skill guy? I'm just like, then the wing tee is even better. Cause like, what hits for a 15-yard gain for a oh slow, my gosh. slow kid is now a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about putting our kids in great angles. I mean, we had a guy, we had to go against a guy. My first year coaching, we had a kid all state, uh, uh, inside linebacker. And then there was a guard. He's a center at Ohio State now. He's a five-star. Wow. And he, uh, his dad played at UK. His brother played at UK. Just great family. And they just ran buck sweep and power. And I mean, this guy's no slouch. Going, to, he went to OU to play football. Yeah, he yeah. Basketball. He, uh, they ran power first play of the game and knocked him five yards back. Oh my god! And then uh, the next play, they ran a trap, and he uh, piped him just backside. He was the play side uh, guard and went and got the play side backer and leveled him. Same guy. I'm just like, all right, this. Guy. I mean, but again, man, now that you got a superstar, now he, he's got easy angles. Oh my gosh! Devastated. It's, I mean, it's amazing what you can do, you know, and I, and I, we've never had, you know, at least not at Moline, we have not had a division one player, but, you know, I, again, I look at some of the film that I saw from coach Gontroff at Bellevue. I mean, he had miles Jack, you know, he, he had uh, uh Buda Baker, you know, playing running back for oh, him. I mean, any good. I don't know, man. Oh my gosh. Those two were incredible. But then at the same time, they had division one offensive linemen all over the place, you know, who, who played in a wing T system. And then went and played at UW in a spread or or USC in a spread. Yeah. But they, the transition was seamless because the physicality, it was already there. You know, they were already super physical oh, kids. Oh, no, they got to learn how to pass throw. Oh. oh, they got to kick the leg back. Oh, no. Hey, man, shoot, any kid can learn how to pass throw. You know, but you can't teach kids the, the physicality and, and the fundamentals yeah. of, of being able to run block. Those things are premiums. Yeah. And let's be honest. Those D1 linemen are red shirt anyways. You have a full year to Correct. teach them to pass pro anyways. So Correct. don't give me this. Oh, they got learn. They'll learn the pass pro. If they're if they're the if they are truly a Division one athlete, they'll learn how to pass pro. It's not like and if you have a good old line coach, and most of them will. Oh prep my them. gosh! From a footwork standpoint, they'll learn that stuff in no time. And yeah. what do you think they're going to do? They're going to spend their freshman year playing scout team for for whoever they're playing, doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah, that's there's no excuse for that. If you're a D one guy, you're a D one guy. Yeah. You know, I believe that too. What else, guys? What what are the, What's your response to an angry fan that yells, throw the dang ball? <laughs> Wait, what's your response to that? Okay, so here, here was our response. Our, our, the first two plays we ran in 2019 uh, were both play-action play action passes for touchdowns. So we had, we had like 90 <laughs> yards passing in our first two plays, and I, and I thought, if that's not good enough to get to get that off, I, then I don't know what is. And I don't know if we threw the ball the rest of the game after that. It's actually but, really smart. I'm going to note that. But yeah. that's it. Start yeah. passing plays early in the game. That was it? Get it that out of the way. It. First really? two? Man. Get it out of the way. First yeah. two? I mean, that was it. We, we, we opened it up. But uh, I don't know. Honestly, we've had, we've had all conference receivers every year. Every single year. Because when they do make catches, it's down the field. It's big-time sure. yards per catch and touchdowns. Uh, and then what other coaches notice is that our guys will block. Yeah. You know, you have to learn how to block, and, and you have to be a physical kid at that from that standpoint. So our kids, our kids are good blockers from the receiver standpoint. And then they're they're also when they do catch a bootleg or catch a screen or catch whatever it is we're throwing. You know, a lot of the times it's for a big play. You know, and, it, and it's down the field, so uh, they but still the get point. the accolades. I think the wing tee is so fun, especially when you're ahead of schedule. And oh you my god! Throw when you want to throw, not because yeah. you have to, kind of. Um, I'll, I'll never forget. I was scouting the team. It was that same kid with that uh, center at Ohio State. They ran uh, buck left and power left. Every oh. play in the first half, there's like 27 plays in a row. The 28th <laughs> play, they ran waggle. And I'm. Uh-huh. And there's probably oh, nobody there. Oh my god! Yeah, he could have thrown to any three levels and just said, "Walk it." I'm scoring a touchdown. I could throw myself the ball in the air, run under. Oh yeah. Catch it and run for a touchdown. That's how wide open it was. We, That's a well coached team that they played too. Well, they, and we we threw against a playoff team this year. We threw a bootleg and we, we end up our quarterback ended up setting up and throwing to a backside post from our receiver. There's nobody in the vicinity and he and he just he one hopped it. I mean short throw. 
We ran the exact same play the next play, the exact same thing. Nobody was within 20 yards again. I mean, it's just <laughs> incredible because you're, you're, they're, they're so keen on guards and everything else. The safety came up, the corner sat, we ran right by them. I mean, it's, I, I think you could have a really, really efficient play action game if you get creative and just tag things. You know, we, again, we go back to like the Kurt Warner stuff. We'll go play action off our, our, our run game stuff and then just tag different concepts. Uh, and we have a menu of concepts that we can tag. And so now we're really not handcuffed necessarily from a passing game standpoint. I think that's what's really helped open things up and give us different looks uh, in the passing game also. Okay. Now, I'll, I want to go back to your traps account real quick. Um, yeah. Is there any, like, like this front, I want to run this one. This front, I'm running this one. What do you – I mean, obviously, it, it, for, like – your basic trap, are they going with your sweep? But is there anything you're like, yeah. else you're specifically looking for when you're running your traps and counters? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. Obviously, we want to we want to try to run uh, to the three technique if we can. You know, we want to try to do those things. We want to try to do uh, unbalanced formations. Like I told you, we want to try to get a guy that's not used to being trapped, and we want to we want to trap that guy. You know, we want to take advantage of those guys. So yeah. uh, we try to we try to do that quite a bit. Uh, when we kick a guy, you know, we have long and short calls is what our offensive line calls it. So if we get a look, that's just not, uh, just, you know, it's kind of a shady look. The communication with our offensive line has to happen. And, and it does. Every play, we have our guys talk and say something. Regardless of what, even if it's relevant to the play that we're running, they have to say something. Yeah. And, and that takes some time. But, uh, you know, our guys on a trap play to the direction we're going – you know, they're going to have to give a long and, and, and short call sometimes. If we don't get a three technique, maybe he's in a two-eye, and our guard wants to block him down, he'll give a long call. You know, long, long, long. That's going to tell our backside guard as he goes, you know, we're still aiming for that inside shoulder. We're still trying to obviously change the line of scrimmage. So we, when we pull, it's down the line. Uh, you know, not, excuse me, it's on the other side of the line of scrimmage. We don't want to go down straight down the line. You know, that's a big thing with young guys as they go. When they, when they go to pull on a trap, you know, the line of scrimmage hopefully is changing. So we want to make sure we take that at an angle. Uh, and when we make contact uh, off that guy's inside shoulder, it's on the other side of the line of scrimmage. You know, we don't want to go straight down the line. So when we teach this stuff, you know, a lot of the times we'll do it where we're on a line and we make sure that our guard sees where he's at when he makes contact. Because if he's actually at the line of scrimmage, he's wrong. You know, that's not the angle we want to take. We want to get, we want to be physical enough to get guys down and, uh, and change the angle on things to be able to get down the line of scrimmage and uh, and make contact on the on the other side of it. Okay, that, I mean that's that's always kind of one thing I'm looking like. What are people looking for when they're running X Y Z? Yeah. That's yeah, and I I just think if you if you say we have to get this specific look, you know that's that's letting the defense dictate what we're doing. Yeah. So I mean that's why you have to have a call and you have to have an have an adjustment, uh, you know, on the fly that your kids can make. You know, so when you make this call. Hey, you know, you, you take ownership of this play. You got to communicate it back. So these guys know where it's going to happen. You know, if we got some really funky look where, uh, you know, there's nobody in certain gaps. There's a huge, I mean, we have to know that our guys got to know that. So when he gets there, he's not just standing looking. I mean, he's got to stay on his track all the way, but um, we want to be able to trap pretty much anything uh, head up to outside shade of that guard. You know, that's really the, the, the fundamental key for us. What, we, what we're looking for on a trap. Okay. Consider you got anything else before I continue? No, uh, that's really good. Uh, we had a – it's something that we, we were able to really do well uh, last year is we had a smart quarterback, and we were able to just uh, – if we were running – last year really being involved in the offense, if we were running, you know, red trap right, yeah, one technique to the tight end side, get an under front, our quarterback was smart enough to go over, over. Yeah. And trap the other way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we have we have an opposite call, and and we let you know if we have a smart quarterback can do that where he comes up opposite, 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 and then we just run it the opposite way. Uh, but we just our honestly our guards, the guards we have had, they would rather just go long. You know, that's the thing they go just let us go long, like let's just okay. let's long it. You know, and then, we, then everybody else gets through and they go. But we I'll do have. Do you, do you feel like that one tech can cause a little bit of problems? Well, uh, you guys had a good amount of success with long track. We have. We've had a ton of success okay. with that. We have. But now, now if that guy, if that guy's a, you know, I mean, if he's going to be a dude that we can't even double team and get off the ball, like, I mean, if our guard can't block the guy, you know what I mean? Because ultimately that's what it would come down to. If our guard's got a one tag, it's going to be him that's got to go down on that guy. 
You know, so if he yeah. can't, if he, if that, if that guy's a penetrator, you know, we would call him penetrator, and he's able to get upfield on us, then we don't have a choice but to go opposite. You know, yeah, we have. To. Would you block with the center block back on the three tech, or would you just scoop him? We'd send him back. We'd send him okay. back. A lot of the, a lot of the plays that we do, uh, only because we, we always send him back on that track. Because if if a if a backer were to were to shoot that gap, and our guy were to step play side A, we're in deep trouble. You know, so that's, so. That's my staple point, especially with Buck Sweep. Oh yeah. The front and just kind of because you're losing that backside A. I mean, that, no. no matter what, I mean that. It, I know. And I know in Buck Sweep that fullback doesn't like picking up a blitzing linebacker. No, they hate it. It just happened too fast to where even his trap pick doesn't get it. See, and, and and even like that's that's been a problem for us on on Sweep because we'll have our guy, our, our center, always checks play side A before he works back. You know, so as he does that, I mean, goes back. Our fullback's got to be a freaking guy. Yeah. You know, he he just does. He's got to be a guy. He's got to be a dude that's able to to step in there and 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 you know, you don't got to kill anybody, man. You just got to even if you get blown up, if you get blown up and run over, it's okay as long as we get the handoff. You know, off to the halfback. So um, I don't know. That's the fun part I, I think about about game planning with teams. You know, and kind yeah. of saying, well, maybe we have to adjust this. Maybe we have to adjust that. But I think you can do it in this type of system because it's. It, it's, it, it gives you that flexibility. How many, it really how, does. How many mutant fronts do you see? Like, just odd, just dumb. That's oh, probably man. a bad word, but you know we what see, I mean. We see. I, I, the, the, the crazy part about this system, I think, is that everybody treats it differently. So you may not get what, you're, you, you, know, what you study with uh, all the time or what you're looking at, you know, your opponent scout films. They could come and come something completely different, and a lot yeah. of the times they do. So we don't necessarily focus on – hey, this is the front we're going to be going against. We try to teach our kids to, to be able to understand and to read, especially up front, everything. You know, so, so our guys have to call out our center, our guards. Uh, they have to identify every front, every single one, no matter what, no matter who. They're calling out, you know, you know even, 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 odd, 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 40, 40, 50, 50, uh, you know, 66. I and mean, they're calling out things that our guys understand uh, to kind of help them. Okay, well, here's, here's you know, if this guy's in a three, odds are this is his gap responsibility. You know, if this guy's here, this is his gap responsibility. Here's where, you know, he's going to be a penetrator or here's where he could be angling to. Uh, but we see all kinds of stuff. Now, you know, just like any wing T team. And I know I love, I love the kids because they're always, they always come off the field and they, we got them, we got them. <laughs> they know that's not what they run, you know, and I always think if you have to come out with a different defense. Exactly. Yeah, Something's good. Yeah. Something's good for, the, for, for us offensively. I agree. Now, in terms of getting your linemen there to make those calls and make those adjustments, is that yeah. more – do you harp that heavily when you're teaching it about the X, Y, Z? Or does that come more with time as they've learned the scheme better and you've got more, more – the longer you've been in this, they've been in the system? I, I think it's actually a bit of both, honestly. Uh, you know, we, when we're putting we're, – we're teaching and installing at the very beginning of the summer – it's easy because we go against our defense, you know, so we kind of show things with our odd front defense uh, and start that way. But that's when the identification has to start for them. So they'll identify an odd, you know, they'll identify a, a zero and, and, you know, in fives or four eyes or whatever it is. And they have to, they have to be able to call that stuff out uh, and be able to say what that is and why it is that. So when we start installing those things, our line coaches are really good, but again, we split, you know, I mean, we, we go a lot of half line stuff when we teach this, uh, you know, to focus on what they're looking at. So, you know, if they're going to zone, it's easy. You know, it's zone. So it doesn't really matter. You're stepping in. You know, we teach a gap backside zone. So they're gap zone into where they need to go. But when they're able to say, okay, so I'm in a, you know, we're, we're going to see an, an even front and we're, we're focusing on our lead play. So those, those guards and tackles, We'll have different. Our, our, we'll line up in different ways with bags, and we'll mix them and match them. Our guards and tackles have to understand what our calls are, what our what our blocking adjustments are. But the only way to understand that is if they can identify the fronts. So yeah. we we take the time to teach that, you know, and that's something they have to know. And and you know, and then and then as we progress, uh, you know, a, a practice throughout the course of the week for us, we'll mix and match all kinds of different fronts, all yeah. of them. I mean, it's it's. You know, it's something where we can't we can't be unprepared at some point. So, uh, because you know, like I'm sure you guys experience, teams will come out and in, in random stuff. So, we have to make sure we're ready. You know, and our kids are ready. But that's a that's the mental piece. You know, as much as anything. No, that's the coaching point. I want to I can hammer home too. Um, I, I I do this. I, I call it just a random period, and and, I, and I'll put in twins alert, 
and I just want to just put in as many doubles concepts or trips concept plays, even if they yeah. haven't shown them, but just kind of continuously giving our kids a look of like, hey, oh, for sure. this, 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 this can happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not perfect. I mean, for crying out loud, man, I mean, we all have, we all have stuff in our playbooks that we haven't shown yet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, you gotta be prepared for everything. And I think yes. the one one thing I've always done and I we always enjoyed it, I think first and foremost, you gotta have two offensive linemen. Yeah. Yes. I mean it's just I agree. I definitely know, we agree never flipped, but we were able to do like you know I, I could install belly and the other guy could install jet. Yes. Or yes. we could just do belly versus an op front, belly versus an even front. Well, and that's get the thing. Get the rules you... in, get the adjustments in, and then after Correct. that, you script them and just make it uncomfortable. Correct. I mean, you've got to make your training as hectic as possible. And, I mean, because it's going to be hectic on Friday. Yeah, yeah, no it, doubt. It's constantly change. I mean, I, I think the hard part is is not have, is having a platoon staff. You know what I yeah, mean? So, yeah. so when you're kind of like not the de- defensive coaches aren't really engaged in offense and vice versa, so it's hard to kind of put together a scout team scripted that way. Sure. Um, but uh, I will say, man, I'm trying to trying to do that as much as possible has probably been the most beneficial thing I, I ever had as an O-line coach. Just script as many different funky looks and make it chaotic. It's it's and you can do it. I mean, at any level too. You know what I mean. It only takes even if you take five minutes and you're just going rapid fire and and giving different looks. I mean, you can give you, you know in twenty minutes you've given four you know four different looks, like five different looks. Yeah. I and mean, that's that's the key. You know, is, is just using that time efficiently and uh, and trying to take advantage of of you know the different things that you anticipate seeing, uh, but getting that knowledge to the kids because that's really where it matters. You know, they're the ones they're the ones making the adjustments on the fly. Yeah. I, I, gentlemen, I think that's a good place to end it. I think I think this has been fun. I, I don't want to make this an hour and a half, two hours long, and 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 and, and, and our viewers go like, "Why is this two hours?" I know, like, oh. I know, but you know how it is. That's always how it goes. Oh yeah, I mean, we could ramble here and talk, go down eighteen rabbit holes for the next two, three hours, and just be fun with it. So agreed, agreed. Um, so, coach, I appreciate you coming on, talking your traps and counters. Um, coach Derry, is good seeing you again as always. Um, and then that was another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.